This episode is brought to you by Summer School Electronics. With pedals like the Snow Day Delay, the Pep Rally Fuzz, the Trash Panda, and my personal favorite, the Science Fair, which is two classic dirt pedals in one with a mid-boosted overdrive on one side, a black lab rat circuit on the other, and a blend knob to blend between them to find the perfect classic stacked dirt sound you're looking for, it's hard not to find something you'll love. Mark builds all of his pedals by hand in Syracuse, New York, where he also works as a full-time educator. In addition to the super fun graphics on their pedals, Mark also offers custom artwork. Want your dog's face on a pedal? He can do it. Want your face on a pedal? He can make that happen too. Go over to summerschoolelectronics.com and make sure to tell them that 40 Watt Podcast sent you. Hey guys, Philip, 40 Watt Podcast. I want to, first of all, thank you for listening to this podcast. It means a whole lot to me. I've put a lot of time into it. And uh, I've really, really enjoyed seeing it grow. Having said that, if you're listening to my voice right now, that means you're listening to one of the first four episodes of this podcast. I need to give you a little warning that those first four episodes are not very representative of what the podcast has become. Since starting the podcast at episode five, I started having guests on the podcast And it completely changed the way I wanted to approach things. And that means that from there on out, it became interviews and conversations with other musicians, podcasters, instrument and and gear makers, other people around the industry talking guitars and music and life and, and sometimes violin and piano and bass and who knows what else we got into talking about. So having said that, I don't want to take these episodes down. They are how I started. I want to leave them up. But I figured I should put a preface on these first four episodes that... If you're listening to them, feel free to skip ahead to about episode five, where the podcast starts to really become what it is today. Having, you know, all things considered, though, if you want to listen through these first four episodes, they're pretty short. I appreciate you listening, and uh, I hope you enjoy them, and I hope you continue listening. Uh, And you can find us on, I'm going to give you all of our stuff information. If you don't already know, you can find our website, 40wattpodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter. Um, we have a Patreon set up at patreon.com slash 40 watt podcast. We also have uh, a Discord server. If you're into that, you can find all of my links at Linktree. That's link dot, sorry, linktr.ee slash 40 watt podcast. I know it's complicated, but it's the easiest way to put all the links in one place. Hope you enjoy. I hope you listen on through, and uh, I'll catch you later. Enjoy. How are y'all doing? So, welcome back to the 40 Watt Podcast. My name is Philip. I am your host, coming to you from Starkville, Mississippi. So, uh, today, got a couple of things I want to talk about. Last week, we talked about Guitar Center. Y'all, I had some really good feedback from that podcast. I'm really excited some of y'all are listening, that some of y'all are enjoying what I'm putting out here. Uh, I hope that you continue to as we get into episode two. Um, So, few things have happened in the world of guitar, <laughs> so we're going to have some fun talking about the um, wild world of limited releases. So that's been an issue. Um, so this past week, a couple, uh, couple of big uh, releases came out. One was the Chase Bliss 
a collaboration with Zvex in the Bliss Factory. Um, that pedal sold out in an hour. One thousand units sold out in an hour. That's insane. Four hundred dollar pedal. Four hundred thousand dollars in sales in an hour. So, in the as it sometimes happens with limited releases, uh, it all sold out before everybody could get one, and people lost it. People are so mad over a limited release of a thousand pedals. Y'all, the guitar market is not as big as you think it is. It's really not. I, I realize we're all online. We're all talking uh, in in. Uh, we're all talking in forums and we're talking on Facebook and you think there's these millions of us. The guitar world is a niche market. A thousand pedals of a thousand of one pedal is more pedals than some guitar pedal makers sell in a year of their entire line. Now, granted, a lot of them are smaller, but that's a massive, that's a massive sale. It's a thousand pedals. So, if you didn't get one, one, you got you to pay attention. Two, it's a pedal. It's not the end of the world. You're going to live. You'll, you'll have $400 still in your pocket that you <laughs> wouldn't have had if you'd gotten it. Um, so, Joel, founder of Chase Bliss Audio, uh, I'm not even going to try his last name. Uh, I'll learn to pronounce it one of these days. Maybe I'll get him on the podcast. I can only hope. But... He's a really nice guy, super nice guy. Apparently, based on all of the interviews I've heard with him and everything I've heard people say about him, he's one of the nicest guys in the industry. And to see these pedals sell out and people start blowing his inbox up, mad, angry, death threats over a guitar pedal, y'all. This is not going to fly. This doesn't work. The world is going to keep going if you didn't get a pedal, a fuzz pedal, there, there are lots of fuzz pedals, guys. You're gonna, there's another one. There's something else you can get. Now, Joel's talked about he's. they're going to try to do some more release of this. This was uh, in conjunction with the Pedal Movie, which is a documentary on the, the pedal industry um, that I'm really excited to see. Uh, and so it was released with Reverb. There was another pedal put out that, um, oh, why am I, my mind is slipping on me. Um and I know that Google searching is a, a wonderful, wonderful way to do podcasting. So, uh, there are... Um, ah, this is wonderful podcasting. So, I'm not going to edit it out either. So, um, we're going to be okay. So, there's another pedal... It sold out as well. Joel takes this stuff very seriously, y'all. He he doesn't like seeing people this upset over things, especially if you're issuing death threats. You need to calm down, go home, chill out. So the plan is they're going to make some more pedals. They shouldn't have to. They're going to because that's what Joel said he's going to try to do. He's got to work it out with Reverb. He's got to work it out with Zvex. He's got to... Um, he's got to work that all that out, but he's going to try because that's the kind of guy he is. We've got to be better consumers. Um, one, the pedal flipping. The people who are buying just to flip, it's just not cool, man. It's just not. 
So I looked on Reverb today, uh, just before I started recording this podcast, and there were 32 um, uh, of these that had sold already flipped. There's 25 currently listed. That's 57 pedals. That's 5.7% of the pedals that sold on launch day are flipped immediately. That's not cool, guys. You, you bought it to make a buck. Great. I hope people don't buy them. I genuinely hope you're stuck with that pedal. I genuinely hope that you are stuck at a $400 loss and can't sell it. You'll, put, you'll be able to sell it even if you break even. I know you will, and my, my wishes are not going to come true. I'm a creature of spite. I am spiteful. I hope that you don't get your way as a pedal flipper, um, especially if you, what you are doing brings that much anguish. Don't get me wrong. Joel, Joel made money. His pedal sold. That's great. He's able to pay his employees. He's able to keep food in his, he and his family's mouth. That's great. But there's a community in, in, here in the guitar world and in the pedal world that this flies in the face of that, that I'm just not a fan of. Be cool, y'all. You, you got to be cool. I, I, I can't stand. I don't like feeling bad. I didn't buy one. I wasn't planning on buying one. I hate feeling bad for being excited about the pedal because the way it made the way it came down, the way people started losing their minds online. No, don't get me wrong. For every for every negative comment, for every person who lost it, there were 10, 15, 20 on the Chase Bliss Facebook group uh, on other forums that I'm seeing who are highly supportive. They, they love a second run of them if they're going to come out. I guarantee Joel will be able to sell out immediately when he puts out another 1,000. Another thousand doesn't matter because the pedals they're making are some of the best in the market. If you've not played a Chase Bliss pedal, I've only owned one and it was the Warped Vinyl Hi-Fi. That thing was insane. Ultimately, I had to move it on. It is way too intense for me. It's it, There are so many options. There's so many things you can do with it. Um, the guys over at 60 Cycle Hum, uh, they say that uh, they are more creative than you are, and that pedal was way more creative than I am. So uh, they're absolutely right. So I, I find myself getting really, really agitated over this. I'm actually working myself up. I can't believe how mad I'm getting over this. It's a pedal, y'all. Life's going to move on. The, the world is full of problems. The world is absolutely full of plenty of problems, y'all. I'm supposed to, two out of the last three years, I have gotten... I've driven to Memphis, Tennessee, and I have run the St. Jude Marathon. So I've completed two marathons in my entire life. I plan on completing another at some point. Around mile six, you run through the St. Jude campus. And they bring all the kids out that can to cheer on the runners. Y'all, it's the meanest thing I've ever seen. You should not make someone running a marathon cry at mile six. You really shouldn't. That's not fair. (laughs) <laughs> put put the kids at the end give us something to run to because by that point I'm spent I'm done and, and I don't want to I'm not I'm not relating actually yes no I am relating though that's real problems those are real life problems that we've got a pandemic going on we've got people out of work we've got all sorts of there are all sorts of problems going on in the world today and you are mad about a bunch of 
diodes and resistors in a metal casing that make your guitar sound like it's breaking. You fix it. Fix yourself. Please do. So I'm going to move on from that. I'm going to step away. I'm going to step off the ledge. I'm going to stop being so mad because I'm mad. I've, I've rambled on. Y'all have listened to me stutter and stumble, and that's just the way it is. The world's going to turn. New pedals will come out. You'll be happy. Play your, play your guitar. Speaking of playing your guitar, so I got really frustrated today. I'm going to talk about my frustration, and we're going to talk about the digital world a little bit. So I am I'm a Helix user. I like the Helix platform. Um, I own, I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I, I own, uh, I have the Helix Floor. I also have an HX Stomp and an HX Effects. I use them for different things. I use the HX Effects for, to run my keyboard through. Um, I use the Floor and Power Cabs for some gigs that I do that uh, either need to be silent stages or a lot of direct work or I need a really elaborate effects landscape uh you know what i mean and then i keep the hx stomp on my pedal board i have a really small pedal board now i used to have a much bigger pedal board and it was heavy and it was a pain i think i talked about it last time um but i i love the helix platform well today um i i bought recently this 1969 fender super reverb i love the super reverb i really do um but then I, so it had the original RCA tubes in it, which is fantastic. So the original tubes came with it in 1969. But they, they've had some wear, a little old, they're a little microphonic. So I decided, okay, I'm going to put these away and I'm going to retube it. Uh, I've been using tongue soles. Uh, I have tongue soles in my other Super Reverb. I really like those. So I ordered a set from Tube Depot in Memphis, Tennessee. They came in, I put them in the amp. They sounded great. Played for about a half hour, maybe an hour. Then I had to shut it down, go to dinner. And so I, that was it. I came back. When I came back, I couldn't get any sound. I couldn't get anything out of my, my reverb channel. So I put it over to channel one, still getting sound. So, okay, power's not gone. Speakers are connected. Everything's going on. I look in the back. I pull off the, uh, the, the tube covers. And I've never cracked a tube, y'all. It's never happened to me before, but I pulled it out and it was cracked. And so I was like, well, that's not going to work, obviously. So I pulled the offending tube. It's in the V2 if you're an amp guy, which is the reverb channel preamp. Um, so I put another tube in there and uh, play it. Next day, that tube is broken as well. I assume I've gotten a bad batch of tubes. I contact Tube Depot. They send me two new tubes. They're fantastic. If you haven't bought from Tube Depot before, I highly recommend them. Um, but they sent me two new ones. They said, you know, things happen. So I get the new tubes in today. I put it in and I play. Sounds fantastic. I have to leave and I come back. Tube's broken again. So there's a few things that could be going on. I've got it at the tech now, so hopefully they're going to be able to fix it, figure out why the tubes are blowing, whether they're overheating, catching an arc across them, whatever's going on. I don't, I don't know all the technicals. Uh, I've done some minor amp repair when it's an obvious fix and just a component that I can you know, solder out and solder a new piece in. Um, but this brings me to a place. It's made me sit back and think about where I am as a, as a guitar player as far as gear goes. 
I love tube amps. I have a few. Um, I, my super reverb is my till the day I die amp. I like this 69 that I got too. Sounds fantastic when it's working. But at some point, tubes aren't what they used to be. And and people have been saying it for years and years and years. And I've, I, I've had some tubes go out, sure, just like any other guitarist that's played tube amps. I've been playing for 22 years. Uh, I've had dozens of, of tube amps, but I've never had tubes break. I've never had tubes flat out break at the base because of heat, not because they were dropped, not because they were put in incorrectly or anything like that, but they just broke from the heat. It bothers me. It makes me sort of wonder, do I need to start really considering the fact that there's only two factories in the world making tubes? I think it's two. It might be three, but that's it. Making tubes for guitar amps. There are some other tube types that I've discovered that are big. They're using major machinery. So guitar players, we're not alone. We're not the only ones still using tube technology. We're the only ones using these tubes, though. So two factories making subpar tubes. They're not the same quality. Like I said, the original RCAs were that amp. I put that original RCA back in that tube socket. It works every time. Does not break. It can take it. These tongue soles couldn't. And tongue soles a good tube. I like them a lot. They're not cheap. Um, so I was really frustrated. So I'm starting to wonder, do I need to just fully embrace the digital world at this point? And just be okay with it? That's it's a it's a difficult conversation to have. I, I again I like the Helix platform. I do, but they're not my tube amps. They're not they're not what sounds the best to me. Um it's frustrating though, because I like the sound of tube amps. I'm a I'm a blues and jazz guy. Always have been. I know people hate saying that. I hate saying it. I'm, I, but I am. I'm I'm a blues, jazz, Americana, uh, you know, rootsy guy. I don't I don't play super crazy. Um, I don't play metal. I don't play. I, I like metal. I appreciate it. I don't play hard rock, even though I really appreciate it. I don't play a ton of these, uh, you know, dream theater type stuff or any of this. Uh, crazy effects heavy um i play you know straight ahead pretty pretty bare bones uh you know overdrive delay wah pedal fuzz into a tube amp that's what i do so is it time for someone like me to to just fully embrace the digital world and and move past tubes because it's going to get harder and harder to to get these tubes, to get good tubes, to keep tube amps serviced. We're running out of people who work on these things. I'm lucky there's someone here in town and that there's someone uh, a couple of hours away from me that's a, they're a fantastic tech, but we're running out of people that know how to work on these. If you listen to the, uh, uh, fretboard journals podcast, um, truth about vintage amps. They talk about this. Skip talks about it all the time, trying to get more people interested in servicing amps, not just building their own tube amps, actually working on these things because we're running out of people willing to do it, willing to learn how to do it because it is, it's an older tech. Um, I haven't decided yet. I don't really know what I want to do with it. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, we're going to get the two, I'll get my amp back. I'll let y'all know how it goes because uh, I can tell you're all riveted, um, but we'll see. I'm not ready to give up on tube amps yet, but I am starting to really consider if I just need to fully embrace the digital world and be okay with that. 
Helix is on a lot of stages. You got the Kemper out there. It's on a lot of stages in a lot of studios. Uh, you got the Axe Effects that are out there. Digital World's come a long, long way. I just don't know if I'm ready to ditch it. Well, y'all, that's what I got today. I'm not going to go on a major rant, but just wanted to talk about those things. I think I've ranted enough. Uh, I actually got myself mad. I'm actually sweating. I'm so angry. And it's it's kind of cool here in Mississippi, so it's not because of weather. Um, but y'all be cool to each other. Be nice to each other. Be nice online. That's another person on the other end of the line, on the other end of the screen that you're looking at. That's another human being. Treat them like you would if you were right in front of them. Be good people to each other. Make some good music. Uh, hope to catch y'all online. Next episode's going to be coming out, episode three, uh, next week. Uh, I'm really enjoying doing this, so, you know, coming up with what to talk about. I, I agonize over it, but today, you know, not a big deal. Uh, hopefully, these are going to start getting longer as I start getting more content. Don't forget that you can reach out to me and email me at 40wattpodcast at gmail.com. That's 40wattpodcast at gmail.com. You can also call me and leave me a voicemail, or you can... Uh, uh, you can actually also leave me text messages I've recently discovered. Um, I mean, it's a Google Voice line. You can call me at 662-546-0615. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you hate what I'm doing, let me know. If you love what I'm doing, let me know. Uh, share with your friends. Make sure you rate us on whatever podcast service you're using, whether that be Apple or Google or Spotify. Uh, leave us a rating. It helps us get in f- to more ears and start spreading the podcast as I start uh, get a few episodes under my belt and I figure out what I'm doing. I'm still learning this. This is just for fun for me. Um, but I hope you all keep tuning in. Until then, I'll see you next time. This episode is brought to you by the supporters of 40 Watt Podcast over on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash 40 Watt Podcast, where for as little as $3 per month, you can help support the podcast and get every episode ad-free. For $5 a month, you'll get every episode ad-free as well as a bonus episode every week. I can't overstate how thankful I am for the support of my patrons and hope you'll consider joining the team and helping keep this show on the road.